0: rahe din har hamdam ghari hamdam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh ahlan wa sahlan wa bikum it's a beautiful wednesday morning on our program the bliss of marriage arafat bin ibrahim hatia is the name Haji Suleyman Esop is his name, he's my engineer this beautiful Wednesday morning he will be with me from now till 12ish I don't know if I should say he is uh, uh, the man in black this uh, Wednesday morning, I see you dress full, fully black, oh I see he's got a grey, a grey kurta I don't know why he's wearing a, a jersey it's not hot Haji Suleyman Esop no, he says it's cold it's burn, no, it's a beautiful morning here in uh, Johannesburg. Well, my wonderful listeners of Merkazah Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah Our WhatsApp number is 84 786 International overseas listeners, plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two plus two seven eight four seven eight six. 3132 Just a quick uh, reminder to our wonderful listeners that tomorrow night will be part 2 of uh, why our marriages are falling apart with myself Fadilatul Ustad Hazrat Maulana Salim Karim and of course our guest Brian Blam so inshallah tomorrow will be part 2 and we will conclude uh, so inshallah if there are listeners who are having problems in their marriages you just need to tune in tomorrow night between uh, 9 to 10 uh, inshallah Yes, let's welcome the listeners of uh, Sirius FM Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and Company Let's welcome the listeners of uh, (coughs) Marqaz Sahaba The voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah Remember today is the 28th of Rabi'ul Akhir 1444 We're coming to the end of Rabi'ul Akhir 1444 Corresponding to the 23rd of November 2020. I hope um, our listeners are in a good mood uh, This uh, morning on our program The Bliss of Marriage uh, I want to welcome our beloved Fadila to Lustad, Who has just walked in now So I know everybody waits for the <laughs> I've got one to uh, listeners from overseas Please send me Muftis Q&A Which one you're talking about? Hayazi is it this morning Hayazi it's monday night Hayazi usad a beautiful morning welcome to the blessed of marriage assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh sta'ad
1: wa alaikum <laughs> assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh barakallahu feekum ma'rifat jazakallahu khairan
0: Musad, we'll many listeners want your q and so I don't know which one they're referring to. So how do they get it to start?
1: bismillahir rahmanir rahim wa ala kareem. Amma ba all praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe, peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam First and foremost, we thank Almighty Allah Jalla Wala and then we thank, we pray and the Barakah of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and then we thank our Capital Group and Radio Ansar International Sirius FM. MashaAllah, then more and more people are benefiting from the programs. So, if you want the Q&A and so forth, just send me a message, a WhatsApp message, zero seven one triple eight one one eight four, or if you're overseas, 277 and say you want the Sunday one, Monday one, which one you want, and we'll send it to you, inshallah, Laziz. Somebody says, I have a question that a lot of people are going through but
0: yet afraid to ask. Why is it so difficult to get help in a marriage with a Molana's alim son, Ustad? The parents of the son are constantly in denial about their son, his behavior, abuse, and addictions. No matter how much as a wife I try to help him, he denies Muftisab and puts all the blame on me. My marriage is at the end, and I have two kids, Muftisab. I feel I want to have my family complete uh, for the kids' sake. At the same
1: time, I feel I don't deserve a life like this. Please help me, Muftisab, Ustad. Bismillahir Rahman Rahim This is a reality whether it's a Molana son or Molana's daughter or Muslims. We can't say everybody, obviously that's wrong. You can't paint everybody with the same brush. But we can say in many, many cases and whether it's Molana or not, people live in denial and don't want to accept it. You tell them your son is on drugs, you tell them your daughter is having an affair, and so forth and so on. And then some of them will tell you what exactly the Quran Sharif speaks about, and when it is told to them Witha Kilahutakilla, when it is told to them that fear almighty Allah. Iza to bil Ismi. Their pride gets the better of them, and they want to continue with that. You no know, vices and sins, so that pride makes them continue with the kufr and shirk for the non-Muslims, and for the Muslim with the vices and sins. So for Hasbu Jahannam, and then they land up in Jahannam. Hell, Hellfire <coughs> will be their place, and is sufficient for them. Walla bi Mihad, What a terrible place that is! So remember, this is enshrined in a Noble Qur'an, Surah 2, verse number 206. So they will tell you in our terminology, it's not your business. There, get out from here, and so forth. So remember, we must not worry about people. Our function and our duty is, Amal bil Maruf, Nahyan munkar to keep on commanding the good and forbidding the evil. Habibuna Mustafa, sallallahu till the age of 40, the most beloved, the most you know, precious to all the people, to Allah was, is, will always be, but by the people, and remember the Mahbub, the most beloved, everything, because why? The Master, alayhis is Salih, is Amin, is Sadiq, all that. But the time the revelation comes and brings about the biggest revolution. So remember, then, then you find that big, big problems come about. And what is the big problem that that leads to a revolution? Father and son, parents and children against one another. Then the derogatory remarks they made, unsavory comments against Nabi Bia'li Salam. That he is a shayir, a poet. He is a sahir, a magician. He is kathib and Liar Allah forbid, or he is madunoon and uh, insane. Allah forbid. So all these things there, but eventually the truth will be prevail always. So that is the system of all. My <coughs>
0: Somebody says, "Ustad, uh, is it permissible for a Muslim girl, uh, although none of it is being shown to the public, nor is it being done for fashion trends? It is being done just for oneself. Allah knows my intention." To you have a belly ring, Ustad?
1: Totally haram it is. Remember this. Whether it's a belly ring or whether it's this ring and that ring, all this is imitating, emulating the non-Muslim culture. And all Allah states in Surah 5, verse 51, وَمَيْ Whosoever befriends them, whosoever loves their way, you become part and parcel of them. So in a case like that, remember that all Mithya Allah will raise that person, what? Muslims when you love this man Sawad sawada qawmin fa wa minhum who increases the numbers of the non-Muslims and enemies of Islam, you become part and parcel of them. So the hadith in Musnad, abi Awana, man the shaba qawmin men for women. Who imitates a people is part and parcel of them. The hadith in Abu Dawood, and belly ring and this ring and that ring. You see, there today they're speaking about transgender. So Quran spoke of all these issues more than fourteen hundred years ago, Surah Four, Surah Nisa in verse 119, 119. وَلَا أَمُرَنَّهُمْ فَلَا يُغَيِّرُنَّ خَلْقَ اللَّهِ I will command them, the Satan Lucifer said, and they will change the creation of Almighty Allah Jalla So we must be very, very clear on all these issues there. We, what are we Muslims supposed to do? We supposed to influence them, not get influenced by them. And that is the tragedy of the Ummah today. You see in the World Cup, you see everywhere this, that Muslims are to imitate the trend set by the non-muslims no we're supposed to be the one to influence them not the other way around hmm. Subhanallah. somebody says you Ustad,
0: that uh, please move this up both of them are listening and move please think before move this up answer can two wives live in the same house As yes, i can't afford uh,
1: a separate house for my second wife i am renting Ustad, anonymous brother so there's nothing to think about you had to think my brother Quran's Garim states surah 4 verse number 3 so if you feared you can't do justice then you should have stayed with one wife so that is your problem now so before getting married to the second one you should have thought where's your brains so you must remember that so you must have justice between them and both of them are entitled to their own houses, their own places and so forth. So now you are married to them. So what will we advise you? And you say you're renting. Mm -hmm. So I'm even surprised the second one accepted it when she knows all these type of things. Therefore, I tell you, today, 80% of the time, the Muslim husband, they're not fair and just to their wives when they have two, three, four wives. And they are a major, major sin. Anyway, so what will be our guidelines, directives to you in a bad and horrible situation? that in that house of yours you must make separate bedrooms, separate kitchen, separate bathrooms so under that same one roof she must have her privacy and the other one must have privacy and then you make one night, one night, one week, one week, whatever the arrangement is. So that is the minimum minimum requirement. That you give them each their separate bedrooms, you give them each their separate bathroom, separate kitchen and so that will be minimum minimum. So you are the one who have to think brother mm. Not we For us we thinking All the time Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen So you are the guilty one And you want us To feel guilty mm. <laughs> I see somebody says I am a single mother To two
0: children uh, There is a family friend Muftisab Who has indicated That he would like To take me on As a second wife And look after My children and I He is a good pious man Who will treat us Well inshallah However Muftisab His wife disapproves Stating that she Will not accept it he saddened by not being able to fulfill his wish I also feel
1: disappointed. What kind of advice can you offer me in this regard, Ustad? you to blame for all these things here. So you must remember for what you want to entertain him and go and disrupt another person's marriage and so forth. Mm. So you just forget him, cut off all ties with him. You're communicating with one another. is all haram and so forth. And what his wife did is 100% correct. So why must he be responsible for your children and all that? He got no business to be looking after your children and neglecting his wife or neglecting his own biological children. So you must get married to somebody who will take you as his wife and not second wife, third wife. They will just use you and then they'll dump you. So remember that is all very easy in the starting to say they will look after you and your two children. After two months, six months, they'll tell you, you know what, you can go ask any Molana, any Mufti, any Alim, these daughters' children of yours are not my responsibility mm. and so forth. What you will do then? So And it's true, it's not his responsibility or any husband's responsibility. Responsibility. Where's the father of the children? So he's responsible for them and not your new husband or so forth. And never go as a second wife. That is my advice to mm. you. And this person here in question, remember you and him, all the stalking and sending messages, all haram, you must make sincere tawbah and c- cut off the relationship immediately. Mm. The sister says, but my child needs a father who's that and he's very pious. So you must remember you can't get married to him because his first wife will leave him. End of the story. Finish them.
0: Explain why those studies not complete? What nail polish? My husband likes it to start anonymous sister.
1: So you must do what Allah Ta'ala likes and what Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam commanded us, not what people like and trample upon the Sharia. When you put nail polish, you think water goes through. It doesn't go through. So if water doesn't seep through, nor is your huzu valid, nor is your ghusl valid, nor is your salat valid. So nothing is valid. So you go straight to Jahannam. Then Quran says... مَا سَلَكَكُمْ فِي سَقَرِ why do you walk straight away into Jahannam and the hellfire? First thing they will say, nakum min al الْمُسْوَلِّينَ That we never ate salat and never should perform salat and so forth. So that is what we must understand. Our first allegiance is to Almighty Allah, Mustafa Sallallahu Wasallam, to Islam in its totality, then to a husband and wife and parents and children and so forth and so on. And any time... husband or the wife or any person, parents tell us to do something, but is in conflict with the Sharia, then the golden maxim and teaching of Islam is, as mentioned in Mishkat Sharif Ibn Majah There is no obedience to any creation when it leads to a sin against the Creator. Hmm. Somebody says here,
0: Ustada, Uh, They would like to remain anonymous. I am from India. My husband is only child. My mother-in-law treats me very bad. She hits me, swears at me. My doctor says I should lay a charge, but I'm scared. I don't have family here, Muftisab. My mother is a widow. She took my passport and she threatens to take away my child if I lay a case. My husband is only child and he don't have power against his mother even the domestic help has dealing away from uh,
1: us tad anonymous so in a case like that jab wo aapki saas aapko marti hai pt hai वगैरह to zarur police walon ke paas jana chahiye agar aapke shohar bhi aap pe haath uthaye to mera mashwara to hamesha ye hai hum molvi log ulama jamiyat kya kar तो सब को जाकर पुलिस वालों को बता दे कि ये ऐसे ظلم कर रहे वगैरह ये थोड़ी कोई इस्लाम है कि बस शौहर या इनकी वालिदा आपकी सास जो है वो मारते रहते और आप बस कबूल करते रहे ये थोड़ी कोई इस्लाम है और इंसाफ है So the story here is that this daughter-in-law is from India and this guy she's married to is the only son. So he is now, he feels that he can't say anything to his mother. So the lady from India, her mother-in-law is assaulting her daily or every second day, third day. Now she's terrified because they told her that they'll take the child away from her and so forth and so on. So remember, I'm telling her she must go to the police station and lay a charge of assault and so forth and tell them the whole story, her passport, everything they confiscated. You can't be staying in such a house where the husband is a bailer. He can't speak one word. He can see the Zulam oppression that his mother is doing against his wife, but he just opts for silence and makes like he never saw anything. Obviously that is not on. We must treat everybody as our daughter and yeah, what is happening. Definitely unacceptable. According According to what has been told to us And what we are informed about mm, Subhanallah Subhanallah I see somebody says this up." Does a wife have to be paid If she's a housewife Who's Remember this When a husband and wife Now your nikah Everything is performed So at that time You paid her mahar whether it was a gold coin, whether 20,000 rand, 2,000 rand, 5,000 rand, whatever the case might be. So in a case like that, you must remember, so what you're supposed to do now after that. So as a husband, Quran, Karim states, Surah 4, verse 19, Treat your wives with love, with respect, with dignity and honor and so forth. How you want your daughter in how you want your son-in-law to treat your daughter, how you want your son-in-law to treat your daughter, treat your wife in a better manner than that. Then you can say you're doing a good job. Otherwise, remember, you look for loopholes everywhere. So Islam will say all the expenses on you, roti, kapra, makan, the shelter, clothing, <clears throat> food, medication, everything. Then Islam will tell you beyond that that every week, every month, give your wife Jayb kharj. Jayb kharj, pocket money. And when you give her that, don't go and tell her that bring slip for everything. I gave you thousand rand. Now show me that where you spent it, what you did, does that. You also must keep that with big heart and so forth. Not be a makhi juice and a conjuice and so miserly and stingy. <laughs> so remember, that is what Islam is teaching. Us, but to give that pocket money and that is not compulsory, but is a ahlaki for us. It is a moral obligation upon the husband.
0: Somebody says a lady was recently married to a man who has three big boys, ages nineteen to twenty-five. Ustad, the boys are in drugs. They have beaten her on occasions. Her mother-in-law is also influences the boys to walk into her room and break her locks. The father does not know which way to see. And the lady he married is only twenty-nine years old. What should she do? So she's emotionally drained. She goes to her mother's house during day and returns to husband's house at night to start.
1: Obviously, all these cases of violence, whether the violence comes from the husband, whether it comes from his children, the sons in this situation, or whether it comes from her, the wife's mother-in-law, like the previous question, so all these cases, the answer will remain the same. You must not accept it, especially when it is on an ongoing basis, almost every day, every week. You must go to the police and lay a charge of assault and the violence and you must tell them how serious it is and so forth these chefs must go to jail remember <laughs> that There's no more Lana and imam and sheikh and mufti can help you because we only have consultative power we can give advice what more we can do nothing else we can't go punish people and we can't go send people to jail and imprison them and so forth so therefore I'm telling you don't waste your time with the ulama in these cases go you straight to the police and you charge them for assault and you know, grievous assault and you can add many other charges and in that way there they need to lock him up and when they beat them they're properly in jail, then things will come right inshallah someone wants to know what's uh, the fatwa on this Ustad, a man has married a
0: rivet, as a few years have passed on, an incident took place where this rivet wife was in a drunken state Ustad, upon that there was an argument between husband and wife in that the wife stated that she is not a Muslim. So the Islamic rules of the husband
1: does not apply to her. Ustad we'll Anonymous? In a case like this where you married that lady before the nikah, she was Muslim already. And then Allah alone knows what happened. In a moment of weakness, madness, remember, she was drunk and all that intoxicated. And then the husband was furious. Obviously, you should be furious. And then she said she's not Muslim, she's Christian, Hindu, whatever. So in a case like that, remember your nikah will be broken. And what you must do is tell her to make Toba, repent sincerely, reread the kalima, and re-perform your nikah, and then things will be okay if you want to reconcile. Because you might have a child or children and so forth. But you need to explain to her that you know when she says that that she's no more Muslim and so forth than the Hadith in Bukhari Sharif states من بدل دينه فقتلوه. Whosoever changes their religion, remember that for them is a death penalty and capital punishment will be applicable. So therefore you need to show her because she's a revert. She doesn't know all these things here. So you also must start talim, daily talim and so forth in your house and don't go to the wrong places to parties and all. Now you see, December is going to start. Then you'll have end of the year party you will have matric ball party Christmas mm. party New Year party satanic party and now you also want to go and then you blame her also so you also will be to blame then so you must stay away from all these haram sp- places and haram speech ittaqil maharim takun nas. the hadith mentioned by Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to Sayyidina Abu Huraira radhiyallahu an an authentic hadith intermediate stay stay away from haram speech haram places haram action and then you will be the most pious of people so ustad
0: my father died he was remarried we two brothers three sisters and his wife how do this get divided ustad
1: So you must remember that your stepmother, his wife, must inherit, so she will inherit twelve. We are assuming that your father's parents are deceased, because you made no mention of it, right? If his parents, your dada, daddy, your paternal grandfather, grandmother alive, you must then send us a message and tell us they are alive. So we work on the assumption that they passed away already a long time ago. So now this wife, this new wife, your stepmother, 12.5% and thereafter you must remember you are two sons and thereafter there are three daughters it's correct like that, three right yeah three daughters it means so in a case like that it is straightforward so what will happen is that the wife will get 12.5% and each one of the daughters will get 12.5 12.5 12.5 so that's 50% and the two sons will get 25 25% but again i'm asking you the mayyid, the deceased, his parents are alive or they passed away, both of them. If one they, alive. Yeah, you see who's alive. You must know who's alive, the father or the mother of mm. the deceased. The type Yeah, so then, the, you see, that's why it's very important mm. that inheritance you must give proper info. Father. So if the father is alive, he'll inherit one-sixth, so now it changes. Mm. So remember, the wife will still get a 12.5% and the father will get one-sixth. The deceased father will get one sixth, just under 17%. And then the remainder, you will make seven shares. Remember that, two, two for the sons, and one, one each for the three daughters. So that is idle work. So tw- 12.5% for the wife, and one sixth for the father, just under 17%. And the residue remainder, seven shares. Four shares for the two sons, two, two, and three shares for the three daughters, so that is how the estate will be winded up <laughs> after the burial funeral expenses and after the debts of the deceased must be paid to the creditors immediately, no delaying. And third one, if you made wasiyah to people, Muslim or non-Muslim or organization, yeah. so remember the organization must be doing halal things, not haram things. So then it must be implemented maximum one-third of the net estate and then the shares of the is.
0: I see the lesson says so much to be divided, Muftisab. It's a bit confusing.
1: Right? <laughs> well, Some people you must just go to your ulama, day. they can work it out for you. It's very easy.
0: There's a student of Dean who starred. Uh, she's crying currently and she says, I married a Pakistani Muftisab. Now I'm pregnant and he has vanished. How do I report this matter as he took all his things and left while I was at work? To a certain idiot, he did not divorce me. I should have listened to my father, Ustad.
1: You see, when we tell you all things, then you all think we speak into the Jinnats, you know, and we're not speaking to you now yet yeah, the whole story came out the proposal came from the pakistani guy he tuned you up in urdu english maybe a little bit fair complexion with jamal or maybe you thought it's very wealthy and mal and so forth with a club a tongue sweet tongue you know and you fell for his trick your father told you don't get married because we can't say all Pakistanis, that's wrong, but you'll say some of them remember that they're going to use you and they got their own wives in Pakistan or another place and so forth, and now you're sitting like this. So obviously that mm. you didn't listen to your father. So now this type of calamity befall you, you got no one to blame but yourself. وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ Musibatin فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ When calamities befall you, it's because of your own deeds and your own actions, your own speech. Now what line of action is there? So you, wherever you are, ABC, town, XYZ, so we won't take the name of the place and so forth, you go to your Jamyat, go to your local ulama, and say you're applying for a Fasakh. Hmm. So give them all the information you got of your husband, his cell phone number, this number that number bank account whatever and they can trace him and then tell him that now they want to annul the marriage on the grounds that there's no maintenance all you must remember is ill-treating you and so forth and so on and what about all the expenses of the baby he has to pay for all that so all that can be sorted out but first thing is that you have to now go to the ulama if you are to forgive him that is your prerogative And if you want talak, that's the second option. Third option will be fasakh. My advice to you, if you know that this guy just made you pregnant, ran away and Allah alone knows in South Africa, or gone to World Cup, or gone to Dubai, or Mm. gone to Pakistan, Allah alone knows. So just apply for a fasakh and annulment of marriage and write down a talaq tachuruba. A talaq tachuruba means one better experience in life. Mm.
0: I see the student of dean says my dad is very upset with me. Mufti this I mean, but he also need to
1: understand. This is takdir. Ustah. No, it's not takdir in mm. all cases. Y'all are too arrogant. Also, mm. so don't just blame takdir. Takdir is there, but what takdir? We got tadbeer also. So you must use your brains also. When Islam told you, "La nikah illa bi nikah is not permissible without the consent of the wali. <laughs> you made zabardasti You said, "No, no, I must marry him." So therefore, your father is upset, and I agree with him. He must be upset. <laughs> so don't come with that takdeer story. I told you this is the right road to go to ABC. You say no. You will take the alternate road, and now you go and you fall in the car hole. The car is gone, finished, everything gone beyond repairs. you can't say takdir in that case you'll say your foolishness also Mm. so takdir is in his place but you also to blame for being too arrogant and too proud and so forth
0: one more question Ustad Uh, a friend of mine got married to this guy who was married before but he divorced his wife and married my friend they live in India according to Indian law movements remember once a woman gets divorced she's allowed to demand any amount of money from her husband His first wife is demanding a large amount of money from him that he can afford. Uh, Is it permissible for me to give them interest money to pay his first wife who started?
1: Let's get the situation proper first. So this couple are all of them in India. That's how I understand Mm -hmm. it. So then he gave his first wife divorce. Now he's married to the second wife and things seem to be working out with the second wife. Mm -hmm. Now that first wife is using not the Islamic law... But the Indian law, right? And if she's Muslima, then she must realize all that money she's going to get is all haram. It is, you must remember, enrichment through haram means. So in a case like that, what she's demanding is zulam and so forth. But they might lock you up and so forth. So yes, if somebody gives you interest and so forth, and then you pay your ex-wife that amount, so that will be permissible. But remember for her to take it, eat, and you <coughs> it all that is haram as well because this is extortion and not permissible in Islam
0: mm. she's a Muslim who started
1: yeah so that is haram totally remember that
0: well it's a uh, 21 minutes to 12 we go for an interval when we come back inshallah we will continue what the bliss of marriage stay tuned mark sahaba the voice of Ahle sunnah wal jamaa mark sahaba the voice of ahla sunnah wal jamaa, jama'a. jama'a. Well, it's 19 minutes to 12. Uh, let's once again, inshallah, welcome our beloved wonderful listeners of Sirius FM and, of course, Merkaz Sahaba. Uh, our WhatsApp number is 0847863132. Ustad, is it permissible to award prizes to teenagers above the age of 13 for performing ibadah? Ustad...
1: Remember, it's not permissible right? that when they're above 13, all that they baligh and they mature and so forth. So now they won't be doing it for the love of Almighty Allah. They will be doing it, you must remember for your so-called award and so forth. So it means when they're not going to be given that money, then they won't read Fajr Salat. When they're not given that money, they won't read Quran. So it's not permissible that. Yeah, for small children and so forth. Like how when we were 4, 5, 6, 7 years old, our parents Parents would tell us fast. We told them, okay, we keep half fast, quarter fast. Then they give you one rand in those days or 50 cents or whatever. So for children, it's fine. Some sort of incentive, but not for people upon whom it is compulsory. Mm. They must do it. Remember that, whether they like or they don't like. You can't say, no, That I'll reach Fajr Salat, but you must give me a hundred rand. I will fast in Ramadan, but you must give me two hundred mm. I will do this, which is compulsory. I'll treat my parents well, but you must give me five hundred then so all that not permissible it is compulsory upon you the love of Almighty Allah the love of Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam should be embedded in the hearts of the Muslim and that should be the motivating factor hmm. the brother
0: says here but move this up, majority of the reverts to Islam are Salafis Allah says in Surah Fatah that this deen will conquer all religions what is Mufti Sab's response to this? Because Salafis base their aqidah and practice upon Quran in a hadith. So why are they wrong? Come on, Mufti
1: Sab Ustaz. We'll Since when you know how this is the survey of the world and so forth, you never even saw 20 countries and you're telling me that the Salafis are there. <laughs> so let me show you what is wrong with the Salafis. First of all, you must remember Quran Sharif, we all believe in. We, we, which person doesn't believe in Quran? We believe in Sunnah 100%. You understand? And I'll show you how the Salafis don't believe in the Sunnah. And then third one, we believe in all the Sahaba that, remember, not like the Kuffar Shias that say that majority Sahaba are Kuffar, so therefore the Shias are Kuffar, and we all accept the Masadiru Sharia, the sources of Sharia, that is the Ijma, the Quran, the Sunnah, and the Ijma and consensus of Sahaba and Qiyas and analogy. You must go to all your Salafis who you talking about, and hmm. you're trying to defend them. Ask them these four or five questions I'm posing to you now. Ask them, A, B, C, a husband gave his wife three talaks. Is it three or is it one? They'll tell you it's one. Tell them the hadith in Bukhari Sharif say it's three. Now, who's practicing on Quran and hmm. who's practicing on Sunnah? One. Number two ask them is tarawih salah twenty rakats or is it you must remember eight rakats or ten rakats as the salafis are doing now so they'll tell you eight rakats or in the haram they'll tell you they have ten rakats since murtad bin shaitan is there 2020, 2021, 20, 20, 2022. 20, so they read 10 rakats, 10 rakats in Mecca, Medina, both places. After more than thousand years, 20 rakats. So you must remember authentic hadith in Abu Dawood, ibn Majah, Mustad Ahmad. You must follow my way and the way of the Khulafa Rashidin. This from time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, Ijma on 20 rakats, and all four schools agree on it. All four schools agree three talaks is three. Salafi say three talak is one. They imitating the Christians. Trinity three is one and one is three. And then they reject 20 So they're rejecting the consensus of Sahaba. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, You must follow my way and follow the way of the rightly guided Khulafa. So who's rejecting the Hadith? Two. Three. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's Hadith. Iqra ala Read surah Yasin for your deceased. The hadith is mentioned under authority of Maqil bin Yasar. They in, remember, Musnad Ahmed, Ibn Majah, Abu Dawood. In Kitab al-Ruh, Sheikh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, Rahimamullah celebrated Shudan, Hafiz ibn Qayyim on page 17. I have this copy and I challenge them and tell me if I'm quoting wrong. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal went to the graveyard cemetery. He saw a person, you know, reading Surah Yasin. He heard him reading. And he saw him also. He told him, don't read. Then he quoted the Hadith. He said, you heard it yourself. He said, yes. He said, go and read. So So once there is consensus on the four schools, so remember that is Sharia. Hadith authentic in Tirmidhi. La tajtami'u ummati ala dalala. Those ummah will never agree and reach consensus on something that is astray. So therefore we say the Salafis are Muslim, but today's Salafis, I reiterate, today's Salafis, majority of them are dhal and mudril. They are astray and they lead other people astray. So I gave you how many examples? Your socks Masla. So they just make masa on the cotton socks, on the normal socks. So according to all four schools, not permissible. masabal, hudhu is the asal, the mm. original. And this year, masa al al there to make masa on leather socks or synthetic or something, not normal socks, is the exception to the rule. The exception of the rule does not become the rule. So Salafis, big problem, they don't understand fiqh, nor do they understand usul ul-fiqh. The principles of fiqh and so forth, they don't understand. Therefore, I challenge them on all these issues, not one Salafi can answer it. I speak them to, they say, I ask them, Allah. they say, arsh. They say Allah is on the Arsh. So I ask them two things. I say that the Arsh is created. So where was Allah Ta'ala قبل Arsh? So where is Allah Ta'ala? Where was Allah Ta'ala before the Arsh was created? Mm. On day of Qiyamah, the Arsh and everything will be demolished and everything. So where is Allah Ta'ala? Allah Ta'ala Himself says in Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 115, وَلِلَّهِ الْمَشْرِقُ وَالْمَغْرِبِ فَأَيْنَ مَا اللَّهِ So now answer all this. Not one Salafi can answer this. Brother, you better go back to madrasa. You're a jahil and you don't understand deen. He says, "I, Ustad, uh, <laughs> oh,
0: never mind." Oh. He says,
1: "I rest my case, and he will uh, never ever message again, Ustad." <laughs> yeah, you rest your case. I'll put you in a suitcase and send you to Israel, <laughs> just just like the Jutlas. <laughs> you must remember. You come talking nonsense here status of one's marriage after three talaks to start totally remember. finished you must remember that after three talaks end of the story you go by the salafis and there you go by organizations in cape town or yeah and there mm. and then you get some crooked molvi, mufti he will tell you no no problem three talaks is three but after they eat that marry me for one hour one day I'll make the halala so these type of people we must name them and shame them we must remember mm. the authentic you lose your iman you play with deen Allah's curse is on the one you must remember that who, the first husband and the second one that Allah's curse is on both of them what are you doing you're doing so similar to what Khomeini the kafir said the non-Muslim he writes in which I have by me they gave me the book and in their Khomeini rights, you can make muta prostitution for one hour. So now you're trying to do the same thing. So you can't play what Sharia, remember mm. that. So three talaks are three, and if you get reconciled, and you remarry, and so forth, so you know, the same husband-wife, you are loving in son, and every moment Allah tells curse is on you. Mm. And three talaq is three, the hadith in Bukhari Sharif.
0: Mm. you were right, because the question says, remember we have two small daughters and the sheikh in Cape Town did say they can stay together for the kids sake
1: I know them, you must remember that, I can even mention the name, that the, the, the MJC does it openly, so you must remember that, so they say three talak is one and so forth, we reject it totally, you must remember that it's nothing we must hide and so forth so they left the Shafi Mazab, Hanafi Mazab, Maliki Mazab, Ambali Mazab and so forth and so forth, so we rejected Kainan Mankan, our deen is not allegiance to people. Our deen is allegiance to Almighty Allah, to Mustafa, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, to the beloved Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, and we believe in the awliyaullah and in fiqh, we follow the four schools. I met Sheikh Albani myself. Very few of the Salafis in South Africa that met him. So, I have his books, everything, but on many issues we don't agree with him. Sheikh al-Islam, we take his name with respect, everything, but on many issues, we won't agree with him because, well, you must follow the truth, not follow people blindly. You must understand what is tafakkuh fi deen, that you must understand what is following Islam. You see that for Salafi, he came now, big shot. In one minute, I finish him up, circumcised him everything. He can't speak anything.
0: Mm, subhanallah, subhanallah. Uh, let's go to overseas Ustad. Uh, respected Mufti Sab. Can you pray two rakats of Nafil Salah for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his honorable wife and children and other Sahaba? And can you also fast on their behalf?
1: What need should one make Ustad? Remember, brother, this is two, three part question. Every ibadat we do, you're not doing for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You're not doing for the Sahaba. You're not doing for the awliyaullah. The ibadat you are doing is for all mighty Allah. Get that straight. Kul mm. inna salati wa nusuki wa mahiyaya wa mamati lil Rabbil Alamin. My salat, my bodily Ibadat, Wanusukit, my sacrifice, my financial Ibadat, zakat and charity and all. So my life, my death, everything is for Almighty Allah. So that's first rectification. So you must say I'm praying to Almighty Allah. I'm fasting for Almighty Allah. Then in Nafil Ibadat, you're reading Ishraq Salat. You're reading to Duha now, for example, if there's still time. Or after zohor Salat, today is Wednesday. Duaza accepted. Even Sheikh Albani said is a Sahih Hadith, an authentic Hadith. So the point I'm making is, so in Nafil Ibadat, like Salat, Thursday, tomorrow, you fasting. It's Sunnah fast, Nafil fast. So remember, you transfer the reward to Habibuna Mustafa to Sahaba, to all the people who died with Iman, to all the people who have Iman now, to all the people to come and they have Iman. They all will get the reward. But you must remember those two, three points that I mentioned in the beginning. We pray and do the actions for who? Not for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Or Sahaba Or awliya, for Allah Ta'ala But the reward of it That we transfer So there's a big difference between the two
0: <laughs> Subhanallah, Subhanallah Let's go to Mauritius Ustad It's a sister She said I just wanted to know What regards to hair removal From the face Can a woman remove hair From
1: the sides of the face Or
0: from the entire face Except the eyebrows of course Ustad
1: Remember the entire face The lady can remove the hair For example some ladies they develop like a moustache or, for example, like a little beard, mini beard. Or they got the hair, facial hair on their cheek or jawbone, beard, you know. So all that. But remember, when it comes to the eyebrows and all these things there, then no trimming and plucking and all that. Namisa, اللَّهُ النَّامِسَى Authentic hadith Mustafa Rasulullah wasallam said, the ladies who trim and shape all this, the eyebrows and the one who does it, upon whom is done, all are cursed by Almighty Allah. So that is haram. But the remaining portion of the face, all permissible, no problem. But don't make mistake now that we are speaking about the hair on the face. We're not speaking the hair you got on your head. That to cut your hair, all that, not permissible.
0: <laughs> Somebody says, will one lose one's iman? If one celebrates one's birthday, oh, we celebrate Christmas, it's around the corner We started.
1: So if a person starts celebrating Christmas, New Year, obviously you'll be out of the fall of Islam. You're celebrating, you must remember the Christian celebration and Jesus was born on 25th December, which is a big fat lie. You ask any non-Muslim, any Christian, where's the proof for it? you must always use this proof all of you muslims because muslims are three to fast asleep also you know so write this date down 1647 1647 the puritan parliament of britain they banned christmas celebrations mm. britain's parliament they call puritan parliament they said there's no such thing as christmas it's all nonsense they called it a pagan practice mm. you see So that's exactly what we are saying. Now imagine you going there and you say you're celebrating Christmas. So you're celebrating Jesus, the Son of God. And remember, he was born on the 100% kufr it is. You go right out of the fall of Islam. So Allah, we can't even observe it and see it and so forth stay far far away from the enemies of Allah during their festivals and during their celebrations the, the fatwa of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, written in Bayhaki. so we must be clear on all these issues but we won't say if you celebrate a birthday you're a non-Muslim or so we will say in that case there that you are a fasig, fasig, you're a major sinner and so forth, because in Islam there's no such thing as birthday. It's all self engrindment to make ourselves feel important, you know. Mm. That baji, that Kala, 60, 70, 80 years old, they said Kala blew <laughs> that see, 70 candles, she blew seven candles and then heart attack, you see. <laughs> Baji blew, you understand, seven candles, and after that he collapsed. So all shaitaniyat, you must remember this. And all that money spent and all that is what? So is Tabzir. Mm. Surah, Surah 17, verse 27, mm. That you become the brothers of Satan because of your extravagance and wasting all this money. Mm.
0: I see Ma from Newcastle says better, my leg is already in a cover. I'm already
1: going to hit eighty Who's <laughs> Ah, Kala quickly. Let me give you the programs. So, insha Allah, today is Wednesday, right? So, mm-hmm. a week today, next week Wednesday, asr time. Insha Allah, insha Aziz, all goes well. We will be there in Frehid Madrasa Islamiya Ibrahimiyah Our the late Azad Maulana Ismail Katrada rahimahullah is Madrasa. So, we'll give a talk there to the students, and then Maghrib we will be there in Masjid Abi Huraira. There's a program there after Maghrib, and one more. More details, contact Molana Masihullah Katrada, Hafiz Ali Katrada and that will be wednesday night then thursday we go to denouser after Zohar, there will be a program day in the masjid a very short program 5 10 15 minutes maximum and then after maghrib the program main program is a hifz jalsa three youngsters mashallah completed the hifz there and that will be thursday night and then friday juma will be in dandi and then friday after asr uh, sorry so not after asr friday after maghrib so we will be in masjid e siddiq they in paradise in Newcastle the next week Friday, not this Friday, next week Friday. And Saturday, Sunday, the Darulum Newcastle Jalsa, inshallah, will be there. You know, Darulum is 50 years old, so Allah Ta'ala protect our Darulums, Allah Ta'ala protect the Tabligh Jamaat and all our Madrasas and Masajid from all the enemies. See, in London what happened, UK. Mm. The second oldest Darulum had to close down, see. This is what the enemies do. You must remember that. They will look for every loophole to cause problems for us and so forth. Why? They burn with jealousy and envy. Mm. Ustada, we've got about a
0: minute left. Somebody says, I was living with my mother-in-law uh, and husband, say for a year or so. My mother-in-law expects my husband to buy groceries, etc. In such that my husband
1: only pays for my medical aid. He doesn't financially support me, Who started? So remember that, that's totally wrong. So remember, in a case like this, he must rather move separate and in that way there, you and your mother-in-law, you will always have problems and you have a small place, even a flat or an outbuilding, he pay rental and he must then pay the Roti makan. He must pay for all the expenses and he can't be expunging of you. You is No, nothing you have to pay for. But it seems like he's making you pay, so that is haram and not permissible. Okay, we start, We finished with today's program, Alhamdulillah. So may Almighty Allah accept us all and make it easy. Asalaamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa.